Hey everyone, Steven Jensen here, along with Jesse Davin, once again, an audio form down below. I'm here, I promise. Yeah, we in the house, we're here to talk about WrestleMania 37, and we'll also talk a little bit about WWE Raw last night, watch the whole show, Raw After Mania. So, uh, yeah, we got a lot to talk about today. If y'all are in the chat, thank you very much for joining. I see Jordan, I see George, I see Brumman for the fifth floor, I see Throwback, uh, I saw Corey earlier. Dylan, I think Dylan's there too. Dylan's in here. Oh, okay, sweet. I'm, I'm missing part of the chat. But Dylan, if you're in here, what's up, man? I saw you on Twitter earlier today. Hope you're feeling better. No, you pulled a muscle. That always sucks. Ouch. Ouch. Um, I'm Ouch. drinking some coffee today. Feeling pretty good. It's been a minute since I've been this awake in a while. So Amazing. Yeah. I wonder what it feels like. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. You, uh, yeah. I, <sighs> I, I always forget that with what you have to do being a a mother of a newborn that you have to be so conscious of everything you're taking in because you can I can't have like any caffeine I can have like 200 milligrams of caffeine that's it wow so yeah I think I mean I don't know it's what I was told but I see on Instagram breastfeeding moms doing scoops of pre-workout so I don't know what the hell is going on wow Never thought about that. Maybe uh, some anabolic steroids. Get that kid, you know, right? nice and jacked up. Jacked. They're jacked. Um, <laughs> They're primed for WrestleMania. We need the next China in the WWE. Let's go. Yeah. Um, Kogan Spory, what's up? KC4L Wrestling Takes, what's up? Thanks, everyone, for joining the chat. Feel free to keep those comments coming in. Um, I just, love it. Jordan, I saw that uh, you were there at WrestleMania, so yeah. definitely give us your feedback while we're going through this show. As always, if you have Super Chats or donations, those are always going to take priority. The Super Chats can be sent right through YouTube, and the donation links are in the description below. Preferably use the top one. If that one doesn't work, you can use the bottom one. Both uh, wind up coming to me and Jesse. So um, that way you get everything prioritized. If you want your comments read, if you want your questions answered, especially while we're going through these shows, you know, if there's you know things about each match you want us to talk about, we will make sure to highlight that if you send those. The audio version of this always gets uploaded to the Fight Talk podcast feed the next day. So everyone who listens over there will still hear your questions, still uh, still listen to your comments and all that good stuff. And uh, and yeah, so this this is one where like we'd like a lot of feedback because I think a, I think a lot of these matches are going to be pretty polarizing um, and a lot of the finishes. And I think some people are going to really like Raw, some people are going to really hate Raw. Like it's going to be a real mixed bag today, probably. And I want to know what your thoughts are. But yeah, Jesse, how's it going before we uh, before we actually get into everything today? Going good, going good. Happy, you know, good job on WrestleMania week to you and all the other wrestling journalist people out there. It was a big week, big awesome things happening and. Really glad that it was exciting, and I was happy to see fans in the stands. I think that was really cool. Had a bunch of FOMO, but hey, I'm going to try and make WrestleMania next year in my hometown of Dallas, Texas. That would be great. Hoping to make it there. We shall see. I'd like to, but yeah, I hope everyone that was there had fun, and if you haven't gotten your vaccines, I hope you go get tested and you know, stay safe. Yeah, for sure. And I plan on going next year as well, so that could be a yeah. lot of fun. Cause uh, my buddy, yeah. my buddy Doug, who I do the Thursday night shows with over at the RVD Tito for Life YouTube channel, he lives in Texas already, so it should be a really easy, fun trip. And he, and he oh, doesn't really where in Texas? I think he lives in Houston. Oh, okay. Um, but he doesn't drink or anything either. So like, he's like, yeah, if you need nice. rides, like I got you. It's like that's great. So I can just go down there, drink, hang out, and like not have to worry about transportation and. Uh, 
Also, Doug's, like, my best friend at this point. Like, you and Doug are probably the two people outside of my family I talk to the most at this point in my life. Um, so it would be awesome if all three of us could hang Honestly, out. Honestly, you're probably the one person I talk to the most as well, because that's about my, my circle is very close right now. Oh, and also, just this just came to me randomly as you were saying that, because I know I don't want to give away, I guess, like, your full location, but have you seen what family family food dude like the deals they've been doing on like have you ever had those cookies and stuff that eric stevens does no but um i've thought about going by his store i know you're like close enough that you probably could but oh yeah easily um i've been seeing those on twitter and i keep thinking about you because i'm like oh if you wanted me to if you wanted to like save shipping costs and wanted me to go pick up your order for you i could do that i don't care like order cookies yeah, because I, I think it's free pickup. I'm I, not sure. I really want to try them. I've been seeing for months. I've been seeing all these indie guys and in girls, obviously, and you know, non binary. We don't discriminate here, but I see people all the time backstage that are eating those things. Um, I see. Huge. Oh yeah, and then I keep seeing them advertise. I mean, he put he heavily advertised uh, during the. Uh, the IWTV showcase the independence. Oh, good. That's smart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was like a big cookies and cream, uh, Sarasota, uh, like banner out there, I think, for the collective. And like, yeah, dude, he, right. he really, I mean, those things look incredible. And I, and I love how he, and this is a free plug for him, by the way. I love how he, on their website, it's like, hey, we respect anybody who's trying to eat healthy, but like, this isn't the point of these. Like, when you yes, buy, like... <laughs> I love that too. I love that too, because you know what? Let's be real. Like, dessert is great in moderation, and I think a healthy relationship with that is fantastic. And that's the point of a dessert company like that. That's a treat. And that's what makes it special, and that's what makes it worth buying. I completely agree. I love that, because it's like... Because the one, I think, area of kind of flack that they could get from the consumers is people because everything's trending so much to like gluten-free or oh yeah you know, well, i mean that's fair for like celiac but it's like come on get the fuck out of here with the fitness cookie bullshit well, like come on exactly well that's the thing like just that, eat the fucking cookie when like those have their purpose like don't get me wrong like if you're yeah. trying to like keep but then there's also i love knowing there's products out there like what eric stevens is doing because it's like no like that's when i want to pig out and i want to snack like i don't care what's in it like i just wanted to taste awesome so thank you for giving me the heads up i'm gonna go buy these he has like reese it'll be like reese's peanut butter cups like surrounded by some other kind of cookie that you wouldn't think would ever go together and somehow it does i don't know yeah but huge shout out to them i couldn't stop thinking about it because i keep seeing it i know (laughs) yeah anyway i didn't know if you'd try those but no i haven't you know me i'm too scared, too chicken. Uh, well, I'll, they look I'll, delicious. Though. I'll do the taste testing for us then. <laughs> yes. Um, let's see. Kogan said something about language in the chat. No, you can say whatever you want, dude. It's just uh, if there's anything like super it... offensive, we'll we'll not. But like, you know, yeah, as long as you're not using like slurs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, and you've been in here a lot, Kogan. You 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 know at this point kind of what's cool and what isn't. Um. Jordan says he's gluten-free and dairy-free. Yeah, it's totally fine. There's no problems with that either. But there's also no problem with just, like, knowing that, you know, what you're getting into if you want to just pig out, too. Um, Cool. Well, let's – uh, we can start jumping into WrestleMania if you want to just kind of start on night one. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So I'll start off by saying – Okay, first of all. Yeah, first go of ahead. All, Oh, yeah. Um, 
Peacock needs to fix their delay. I understand why they have a delay, but it's like 90 to 90 seconds to two minutes. And it's ridiculous. Like, come on, what are we doing here? Yeah, no, I, I, and I, I don't know. Was there any, what outside of Peacock, I guess you like, could you still just buy it on pay-per-view? Do you know? You could, or you could just get a VPN and watch it on the WWE network. Right. Say you're like in England. Because that, that's what I was wondering is like the 90 second delay only on Peacock. Like if you could, if you did have a VPN and you were watching off the network, was there, was there less of a delay? You know what I mean? Like, I wonder. I think so because I saw people like overseas on Twitter reacting to things before I saw it. Okay. Gotcha. Um, Yeah. I mean, they definitely have to, they got to fix a lot of stuff. I mean, I know it's a very new thing and there's a lot of issues with it. The main one for me is that you can't rewind live. I think that's really annoying. That's ridiculous, especially with, like, the fall that happened and, like, stuff that happened during Mania. Yeah. Like, you want to be able to go back and see it. Like, come on. What what are we doing? Yeah, I think we're all on the same page there. Like, Peacock need it, – it just sucks that the transition wasn't nearly as seamless as you would think it would be for companies as large as NBC and the WWE to, like – they had plenty of heads up to, like, you know, they they decided when to sell. They decided when they were going to go exclusive, and they should have had all that figured out before. But now it seems like they just moved a few things over. It's super hard to navigate. Most of the features are gone, and now everyone's just kind of in this purgatory of like either having to go back and you know, rebuy DVDs, like what I've been doing, or hope that it winds up on Peacock. You know, the things that you liked watching before. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Steven, can you get Kogan on audio? You know, at some point we can take, not today, but at some point, I mean, we could open it up to callers. Like I could set something like that up. Um, if there yeah, was... we just have to be careful. We... Yes. <laughs> yeah, we have to be careful of what people are saying. And we may, I mean, there is also a way I could put this stream like on a little bit of a delay possibly. Um, I know we're just bitching about Peacock doing that, but that would be for like if I needed to edit something like on the fly. Um, yeah. But um, but at some point, not today, because it would take a minute for me to set all that up, y'all. But, I mean, if that's something you, you guys are interested in, I could do some sort of uh, call-in thing at some point. Even even if it's a show where, like, Jesse can't make it, if it's one of those where I'm just, like, sitting here answering chat questions and someone wants to call in, like, you know, we, we can get that figured out if that's something y'all want from us. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll also say before we get started on the show that the show itself I thought was really solid. I liked night one a lot. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so as we go through this, I'll be pretty positive. Night two, not so much. And uh, cool. <clears throat> so WrestleMania 37 starts off with Bobby Lashley defeating Drew McIntyre. Gets the win, you know, basically clean. The only kind of dirty part of the finish was that MVP distracted McIntyre when he was going for the Claymore, but he didn't, you know, touch him or actually interfere. Lashley gets the win with the Hurt Lock. Uh, by, you know, making Drew pass out. Drew, of course, came out first, and that's kind of what everyone was expecting to get that big crowd Mm -hmm. pop. So what did you think about this match, Jesse? And what do you think about Lashley over McIntyre? Because I think most people expected Drew to win this one. I was in that pool, too. I fully expected Drew McIntyre to get his kind of WrestleMania victory in front of a crowd that we didn't get last year. Uh, However, I think that Bobby Lashley winning was the right move. I think Bobby Lashley is a solid champion, it makes more sense if the Hurt Business was together if he was champion. But you know what? He's a solid champion. I really like Bobby Lashley as champion. I think he's great. 
think this was a really fun match. I was really shocked at the ending. I, which was like, you know, kind of one of those WrestleMania things that happens. It tends, you know, there's one big shock every WrestleMania, it seems these days. Um, thought the match itself was solid, especially having that rain delay before and them having to cut all those promos on the fly, yeah. which were absolutely great. By the way, those were some really, really good promos. Like the one from Seth Rollins was funny. John Morrison was great. But Drew McIntyre's was phenomenal. Yep. Like he got like actually emotional. You could tell he was like his adrenaline was pumping. He was ready to walk out there, and all of a sudden it's like rain delay. It was funny. Uh, it was funny because like all the wrestlers seemed to do great, but the actual backstage interviewers were totally thrown off because they're so yes. used. They're so used to having to read off of a teleprompter, basically that. Like, it was so fun, because, like, I can't even, I don't even know the girl's name who does the backstage, the blonde girl who does those interviews backstage. I, I just don't uh, watch. Sarah Schreiber? Sarah uh, Schreiber? That, that might, that might have been it. I just don't watch the show often enough. I can't remember. I don't know, like, for the, what it's worth, I don't know the, the name of the guy either, so it's not, like, one of the, I just, I don't know uh, either. Kevin? I don't know, Seth oh, Rollins that's right. called him, like, Mike. He's calling him Tom or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, maybe, yeah. It's so. funny. But it was funny because you could tell that they were, like, stuttering and didn't know what to say. But, like, the wrestlers, who, by the way, most of these wrestlers, like, they can talk on their own. They had to do all these things Mm -hmm. before the WWE signed them to get themselves over to get noticed by the WWE. Most of them have great mic skills. We just don't know or see it because it's usually all scripted. So I just wanted to throw that out there, too, that I thought the wrestlers did great. But, like, the actual interviewers seemed totally out of their element. They did. It's interesting. It's interesting to see that they can still go. Yeah, and it was refreshing to hear because those promos sounded different than what you normally hear on Raw. So, like, that... Like, Rhea Ripley's, like, looking at cue cards promo? Good God. Yeah, it's terrible. You can tell, like, uh, we'll talk about Raw, you know, after, but, like, Damian Priest is, like, clearly just reading stuff. I mean, it's, like, anyway... As far as the match, though, I, I mean, I'm with you. I'm right there with you. I, I chose Drew McIntyre in my predictions. I even yeah, said, you know, I said my heart was that I wanted Lashley, but, like, the way that I figured WWE would, would do it would be Drew. I'm pleasantly surprised to be wrong there. And, uh, yeah, as far as the Hurt Business, we'll talk about that more, too, with Raw, because I think that they're kind of forming a new Hurt Business, and we'll see how that goes. Um, <laughs> there's a lot about Raw that, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. After that, we had Natalia and Tamina winning a tag team turmoil match. Um, I'll just say I thought this match sucked. Um, yeah, it was not great. Yeah, big botch fest. Really, really bad. Pretty much. So, anything to I add mean, there? The, uh, the Mandy Rose falling was funny. I'm glad she's okay, because that ramp was slippery. I was really scared, you know? You know Titus was sitting uh, back there like, okay, now they're going to forget yes. about mine. <laughs> yes. I don't know. That one was pretty epic, though. That, that was, was. Under the like, ring. <laughs> under the ring. Just chaos. Just all sorts of funniness. But, um, yeah, I really, like, we had talked about it. I really was expecting Lana and Naomi to win, and they were, like, the first ones out. <laughs> yeah, same like, here. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Um, Tamina being over was, you know, that was, that was sweet, you know, it's kind of cool, kind of random, but, um, yeah, I mean, eh, it was there. I'm just, you know, I'm glad they're all getting a paycheck, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I mean, like, I don't have anything against any of these women, you know, on a personal level, obviously, yeah. but like this match just, I thought this match was really bad. 
Um, yeah. And Tamina, like, it's great to see fans get behind her. Like, I know that she's loved backstage. I've seen just random things with her interacting with people, and she seems super nice. She just, like, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, she just isn't good at wrestling. She like, she has, like, five moves, and she they just never really look right. But I, I don't know. It, it's, it just is what it is. Um, so we got Natalia and Tamina on night two going for the titles. We'll talk about that in a minute. This match I thought was really good. So... Cesaro and Rollins. What did you think about this? Oh, one? God. What do, you think about, great. what do you think about Cesaro winning? Awesome. Like we talked about it in our predictions, you know, Seth Rollins can take a, a loss. He's good enough. He's established enough. Enough. Cesaro needed this win, especially on his first, like, singles match in WrestleMania history. He hits the UFO, which we had talked about, actually. Yep. Um, thought it was great. This match had... It seems like I, I'm not sure. I, Jordan, you can tell us. It seemed like this match had the crowd like in its hands. Uh, I think Cesaro and Seth Rollins are both incredibly talented wrestlers. And Seth Rollins, while he might be kind of you know the WWE guy, he's not a cookie cutter. Like he came from the Indies. Oh, he yeah. wasn't like a, you know, he wasn't like an NXT like pure trained guy. So while we think about him as like a WWE wrestler he's still got that indie at heart and i think that that really matched well with cesaro it was a lot of fun the cesaro swings i mean he seth rollins played that heel character so well that when you saw him swing in and you saw him getting spun up in the ufo you were you were into it or i was into it and i I just absolutely yeah i just absolutely loved it this was a fun match like that's the main thing it was fun and i really enjoyed it yeah and it's like they have they have the talent, like the two of them, obviously, but all across the roster, they could be having matches of this level <clears throat> all throughout the year. They just seem to only do oh, it every now sure. and then. Um, but yes, this was really good. Uh, I love Seth's new music as well. I when did he get new music? I, I think he made Rus- it at WrestleMania. Yeah. Okay, because I was like, "Am I stupid?" <laughs> I mean, it was fine. I enjoyed it. It's it's not the Messiah stuff. It's not quite the burn it down, even though it has the burn it down. I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Um, but yeah, this is this was great for Cesaro. I was very happy to see this. We've seen him stop started a lot throughout his career, though. So, like, I don't want to get my hopes up too much. Because, you know, I was there at WrestleMania 30 when he won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And the place went nuts. And I was there the next night at the Raw After Mania when uh, he, was a, he became a Paul Heyman guy. He ditched Dutch Mantel and became, or whatever That's they call right. him. What do they call him? Uh, Zeb Coulter. He, like, he ditched Zeb Coulter and took on Paul, took Paul Heyman in with him, and like the crowd went nuts for it, and then just it went nowhere. So now I, <laughs> now I, yeah, exactly. Now I'm hoping that this actually leads to something. Like whether he wins or loses, he we'll talk about the main event of night two. But like whether Cesaro wins or loses his upcoming shot, he should wrestle Roman Reigns for the title next. It, I, yes. And just let him go out there and have a banger. He'll, he, he will lose like Roman Reigns is the right guy to be the champion. But if Cesaro can go out there and just have a, just a banger of a match against Roman, then at least he's a made man in the main event scene, you know, going forward, whether he's the champion. or yeah. not. So. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, I hope that this was, and I don't want to get my hopes up because, like you said, the track record is kind of sketchy there. And it's kind of filled with potholes and everything. But I, I feel like this match was a, a game changer for Cesaro. And at least I hope it was. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, very, very good match. And it was awesome to see the UFO. I love when they whip out these, uh, yes. these different moves for WrestleMania. 
After that, we had AJ Styles and Omos defeating the New Day, team of Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. And the big takeaway from this match is Omos can actually wrestle a little bit. That's all that matters. Yeah, that's all that matters. Three moves, he's good. I'm here for it. Uh, He looks like a monster. He pinned Kofi Kingston, former WWE champion, with his foot. Uh, you no, that's so great. could not have looked any more dominant. I love this. Uh, eventually, obviously, AJ and Omos will split up and have a feud, and Omos will destroy him, and it'll be great, and it'll be really fun to watch. But until then, I am very looking forward to seeing AJ and Omos as tag champs and seeing where it goes. What do you think about this match, Omos, and our new champion, Jesse? I love this match. I loved... Okay, so it sounded like, to me, Omos got this huge hot tag. I loved the phenomenal forearm when Amis was like screaming and then all of a sudden over his shoulders comes AJ Styles. Yeah. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of a boy and his dinosaur. Yeah. It reminded yeah. me of Luchasaurus Jungle Boy. It really does. Um, I didn't say that on Twitter because I didn't want people to like get mad and think I was like AEW versus WWE, but that's kind of what it reminds me of, Same. like that dynamic. Yep. Big guy, little guy, basically. I enjoyed the heck out of it. That that spine buster was fantastic. I just I love Amos and I'm really happy to see, I was happy to see him over. I bet that felt good. I'm I'm glad. And but why weren't they on TV last night? Because the new day was. That's a good question. I didn't even think about that. Like, were they on TV? Did I miss it? Did I fall asleep? Like, I can't remember to be honest. That was a long three hours. Um, yeah, I fell asleep. But, uh, you know, and I've said this before and I'll say it again. I just want it out there on the record. Whenever Omos and AJ split, they need to put Malcolm Bivs with Omos. Like, oh my God, yes. He would be the yeah. perfect because he's so short and Omos is so huge. And just seeing the two of them together and, Mal- and Malcolm can talk so well. Like, so good. That would be so good. Yeah, I want that so bad. Um, That's a perfect pairing. Because, like, Vivens, I haven't been following NXT outside of TakeOver, to be fair, but I don't think he's really doing much, like, at all. I don't so, think so either. I think he's he's managing one guy, or at least he was, who was, like, kind of like a mid-car dude, and I can't even think of his name off the top of my head. Someone in the chat will know. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, new tag team champions thought the match was solid, thought Omos looked about as good as he could out there, and that's really, at the end of the day, what this match was made for. So, all good there. Yep. After that, we have Braun Strowman defeating Shane McMahon in a cage match. Um, I will say that one spot where Strowman tore the cage apart was pretty good. That was that was cool. That was that was innovative. Um, Jesse, what did you think about this one? Because this was the one I was the least excited for for the entire weekend. But it wasn't as bad. It wasn't the worst match of the weekend. I'll put it that way. No, it was not. I was actually surprised that it was actually pretty good. That. I mean, the big Shane McMahon spot was, oh, my God. Dude, he's getting too old to be doing that kind of stuff, man. <laughs> like, that 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 could not, that did not feel good. And he was really close to hitting his neck. Like, he did not fully rotate enough to land on his back. Like, he was on his upper back, like, shoulder blades area. It was really scary. However, compared to the build to this match and everything that happened leading up to this match, the actual match itself was not bad at all. And I actually enjoyed it. And I enjoyed the steel cage gimmick. I thought it was great. Disappointed that the pirate ship was not used at all. But given the circumstances with the weather, I understand. So, 
Yeah, this was great. This is fine. I mean, com- like I said, compared to the build, it was phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you compared the, the build to the match, this was like five stars. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I, um, I, yeah, I mean, there were some good spots in there. We figured that Shane would fly off the cage, and he did. And, I mean, it was kind of got everything we wanted out of it. And Strowman won, which was the right call because – you know, I mean, as as badly as they've booked Strowman over the years, him taking an L to Shane McMahon here really would not have been helping him at all. Ooh, no, they didn't get any choo-choo noises, I don't think. I don't think so. I, I don't know if they did it last Jordan night. Jordan can tell us. Jordan can tell us. We had choo-choo noises at WrestleMania. <laughs> all right. Um, so, yeah. That, we're, we're in agreement. <laughs> that, match had, uh, that match was better than we expected it would be. And uh, this one... Talk about expectations. So we had Bad Bunny and and Damian Priest defeating The Miz and Morrison. And the big takeaway here is that Bad Bunny was out there hitting Canadian destroyers and crossbodies to the outside. He looked really damn good in there. And I got to give him respect for for how he looked out there. And I got to give respect to The Miz and Morrison and Damian Priest. Everybody involved, they made Bad Bunny look great out there. And that was the entire point of this. So um, Mm -hmm. I have no problems here. What did you think about this whole thing? Talk about a great, like, celebrity appearance. My God. I thought he did great. And just the the level of dedication that Bad Bunny had to this whole build to WrestleMania and this whole lead-up to WrestleMania. The man, you know, stayed in Orlando. He lived in Orlando to go train. He, like, you, he was on Raw every single week, which is then more than other superstars, which is not the superstar's fault. That's more like the writing's fault. But still, he was there. Every week. This man is like a bazillionaire. This man is like A-list status celebrity. Even if you don't know what his name is, you know it now. And this man still showed up every week to Monday Night Raw. Like the worst WWE show to put this match over. And he trained his ass off and it showed. And it was great. I had so much fun. Shout out to The Miz and Morrison for really making him look even better than he already looked. Like I'm sure he would have looked fine with like, you know, someone else. But the Miz and Morrison really took it to that next level. And I think that, you know, the Miz is so, like, underrated in that aspect. I mean, a lot of people, like, really shit on the Miz and kind of think he's, like, a chicken shit. But he's really good at his job. I'm sorry. He is. He's not the best, like, technical wrestler in the world. But you put him in there with a celebrity and say, make this guy look good, he's going to sell, like, a million bucks. Same with Morrison. And I think oh, Morrison's a better wrestler, obviously. Better on the mic. No, I don't know if they're, they're about the same on the mic. He's more funny on the mic. I think the but, Miz. Um, I think the Miz is a way better that, overall pro wrestler the than the Miz is, than the Morrison is. Morrison's more acro- really. I think Morrison's he, more acrobatic and he can do yeah. flips. But like as far as like an overall entertainer slash pro wrestler, because the thing with the Miz, <clears throat> as I, my voice cracks, but but he's but also he's an actual legitimate celebrity outside of WWE. Like like the like John. Yeah, The Miz. Yeah, sure. Between like the USA show and and I mean, That's people true. still talk about him from MTV and and all that. That's stuff. true. That's true. That's true. Yes. Um, and but and and Morrison, like he's done some stuff out out like, but like, let me put it this way: the last time I saw John Morrison in a movie, or I didn't watch the movie, but I saw he had done some sort of like straight to DVD, like him wrestling a dog, like Airbud style. <laughs> yeah, like that. Like that's what he's doing. Like that's where he's at perception wise and like outside of the wwe the miz i think is like let me put it this way there were people when the miz would come to nashville 
people who I knew, that people that knew I was into wrestling, like, would recognize him and be like, hey, The Miz is at this bar. Like, because, like, they knew who The Miz was. You know, mm-hmm. so, and, and this isn't taking anything away from Morrison. I just think, comparatively no. speaking, I think that's Overall, why, because well, yeah. here's the other thing. This was almost just a one-on-one match between The Miz and Bad Bunny. And that's because those are two actual celebrities, you know, one-on-one. Bad Bunny is a much bigger worldwide celebrity than The Miz mm-hmm. is. But The Miz still mm-hmm. is in kind of that spe- that sphere also. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Oh, my God. And the entrance. Can we talk about the bunnies? What was wrong with their ears? I, I, Why did their ears keep falling off? <laughs> I, I thought that was going to be a, like... I thought that was going to be the Miz and Morrison's entrance. I thought they were making fun of that. Oh, were they? Oh, that's right. That's right. Then they came out. <laughs> then they came out and rapped. That's right. I completely forgot that that was. Okay. For a second, I was like, wait, do they just think this is cool? <laughs> like, like... <laughs> no. That's right. Yeah. Their ears were falling. I completely forgot their ears were falling off. Then they came out and they did that song that they do. Um, that's right. Yeah. That was and cringe. then Bad Bunny had the truck that's on the cover of his album, but I compared it to Becky Lynch because I, you know, she had that big entrance last year. Well, thank you for letting me know that because I didn't know that was on his album. I had no idea what the significance of him coming. Oh out yeah, Issa, Issa went on a big rant about it. I felt bad because I, I compared it. She's like, "No, it's from the album." I was like, "Oh, oops." Okay, well, I didn't know. So Issa educated me. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Issa. She and she is like the biggest bad money, bad bunny. Yes. Uh, stand out. Puerto there. Rican too. Yes. Oh yeah. Shout out. For sure. Shout out to Issa and Lil Roman. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think we're all in agreement here too. I mean, this this match was better than we expected. And and once again, big shout out to the Miz and Morrison for for making Bad Bunny look great and Damian Priest doing what he does. And we can only hope this will help uh Damian Priest going forward, because that was kind of a big part of this too, was True. You know, Bad Bunny. He looked good last night, I guess. Uh I don't I didn't I can't did he lose his match though? Yeah, but he lost it because of chicken shittery. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, that, that's the thing, though. This Bad Bunny is not going to be there forever. Exactly. And Damian Priest potentially could be a star for them. But and, and, and you really can't have a bigger star right out the gate on WWE TV than being paired with this guy who has, you know, millions upon millions of followers and all this worldwide support. So, mm-hmm. like... Now it's on Damian Priest to sink or swim, unless the booking is terrible. He'll, he won't be able to do anything about that if, if you know if they, if the story sucks. But, um, but yeah, we'll see. And then moving on, main event of the show for night one, we had Bianca Belair defeating Sasha Banks to win the SmackDown Women's Championship. Jesse, what did you think about this match and Bianca becoming the new champion? Okay, let me just preface this by saying, for. Eight or nine weeks now since I've had this baby, the main event of any WWE show has been kryptonite to me. I cannot stay awake. I fall asleep. I no matter how much I fight it, suddenly I wake up and it's the show's over. I was able to stay up for this. I stayed up for this and I was excited for this. This deserved the main event spotlight. This was like other than Cesaro and Seth Rollins was the match of the night for me. Bianca Belair looked like a million bucks. Sasha Banks looked fabulous. I was so happy with this ending. This was such a feel-good moment. This was such a... This was the textbook WrestleMania moment that when you think of a big, huge, grand stage, the grandest stage of them all, when you think of a finish that you want to see on this stage, this was it. And I really, really, really enjoyed it. That hair whip was unreal 
Bianca Belair's strength was unreal. And shout out to Sasha for really kind of helping her with some of the some of the crazy stuff. She's like getting held, thing. yeah, like held over her head. She's got to be basing yeah. there on her shoulders, like yeah, yeah. And and Sasha, you could tell Sasha was kind of moving her legs to kind of help lift her up, and it was uh, it was really they worked fantastic together. I thought their gear was really cool too. Yeah. Um, Sasha's hair was really neat. It's I really green. enjoyed Sasha's really, hair. Really cool. Yeah, the green and like the purple or the blue. There was like a electric blue. It was great. Um, yeah, but these two absolutely killed it. They did absolutely fantastic. Congrats to Bianca Belair. You know, there's a lot of people that are kind of upset that Sasha Banks has an 0 and 6 WrestleMania record. But to me, honestly, this did not feel like a loss. Like it really didn't. She performed so well in the main event spotlight that it kind of felt like a win to me. Like her record may be 0 and 6, but it just doesn't feel that way because of the way that she's able to carry herself outside the ring when she takes a loss. She doesn't seem like a loser, so to speak. And I think that that's a rare thing. And I think that WWE sees that and hones in on that. And that's why it's okay for Sasha to lose because she doesn't need to win. She's, you know, Mercedes. She's on, you know, the Mandalorian. She's got star power. And she's got, you know, we know she'll be champion again. You know, so I just... I really enjoyed this. I thought Bianca Belair winning. A lot of people are saying it's too soon. I can kind of see that. But with the way that, you know, Bianca Belair carries herself and, you know, she's the EST, the best, the, you know, the greatest. And the way that she looks in the ring, I think she looks like champion material. And I think that giving her the championship was the right move, especially on that stage. So I I really enjoyed this match. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, so a few things. Uh, I've seen some people that are saying like that it didn't go as long as they would have liked because you know it, it was still a fairly long match, seventeen minutes. Mm-hmm. But um, one thing I do need to bring up about that because of the delay of the show, they had a hard out time. Like they had to be out of that building because of like curfew restrictions and stuff in the city. So like I think that's part of it. The match probably was supposed to go a little bit longer, but like they had to make sure that they finished the match and they could sign off a pay-per-view and everything in time. So had there not been that weather delay, the match might've gone a little bit longer just for anybody who's saying that. And then as far as the match itself, I thought it was great. Um, And it established a few things. You know, I I think that Bianca needed to win that match to really, you know, jumpstart her career, you know, on the main roster and like really be taken Mm -hmm. seriously as, as a top star in the women's division, which I think that accomplished. And it also established that Sasha Banks, in my opinion, you know, if I had to pick one female wrestler that I think checks the most boxes in the WWE, it's Charlotte. But if I would have to pick one female wrestler mm-hmm. that's the best from bell to bell, it's Sasha. So, yes. and, and she proved that. She went out there and just had, and, and here's the thing, it's debatable, right? Like, I would be fine with someone saying Sasha's better than Charlotte. I just prefer Charlotte because I didn't. I like that her character is that she's always a champion. Like, I think that that's, yeah. you know, I think that that's cool. Like, that any time she's on the show, it's like, she's a threat to the championship. She is always over. She's always established. Um, Sasha, you know, I just don't want to see something happen where Sasha kind of hits, like, a peak in a valley over and over again. Like, Sasha is so damn good. She should always be in the title mix. Her losing to Bianca, I think, was the right was the right move. And also, with that 0-6 record, let's also keep in mind... Mr. WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels, his rec- his WrestleMania record was like six and eleven or something. Like he had a terrible Wow, that's true. He had a terrible WrestleMania record. And nobody cares because he was remembered for stealing the show every time he went out there. 
So, and that's another thing. Eventually, this will become a story in itself. Where Sasha, maybe next year at WrestleMania, that's part of the story. Is like, I, I, I have this incredible career, Hall of Fame career, one of the best in the world. But I can't get a win at WrestleMania. And, like, that's maybe the story going into next year. Maybe yeah. they, maybe they have a rematch next year, Sasha and Bianca, for the belt. And, like, Sasha gets the win back next year. And, I mean... That would be great. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. two The first time two black women have, have main event at WrestleMania, and they completely, completely showed out. Like, they had a oh, great yeah. match, represented the sport incredibly well, represented their culture incredibly well. I mean, it was, like, a win for everybody. And then Sasha, at the end of the match... When she was outside of the ring, like like smiling because she was seeing oh, I know. Bianca celebrating, so yeah, it's amazing. I mean, that's just that's I couldn't have asked for anything better. You know, I I thought this was this was done perfectly. I think the, all, every, the mission was accomplished. The everything that needed to get accomplished got accomplished during this one. So, yeah, so. completely agree. Um, so yeah, and and this is just just really quickly, I just want to mention, you know, just as far as like. There is a ton of incredible African American talent out there right now. Like if you watch the For the mm-hmm. Culture shows, there's that's like yes. the best example. That was the great show. So this was also something I think was just great to see because up until recently, you know, there's always been a diversity in pro wrestling, but now we're seeing like real pushes as far as like the talent is is rising to the top. It doesn't matter if you've ever been pigeonholed in the past, it doesn't like if you are talented and you are good enough, like you're starting to get opportunities no matter what your background is. And I think that that that's huge for wrestling too. So this match, yeah. bro- it broke, it broke barriers in a lot of ways. And I, I mean, they just, there was the two, the two right people and the match lived up to it. So I just can't say I could talk about that match for an entire episode. Like I really, really, it meant a lot. Uh, yeah. It meant a lot. It meant a lot to me too, as a, as a woman, you know. So absolutely, yes, I mean, that as well. I mean, we as a mom to two daughters, like that. That's a main event that I can show. I mean, we had the one where it's like tables are for bitches with Ronda Rousey and Charlotte <laughs> and ba- Becky. That was a good one. But I don't know this one to me. I, I enjoyed it more. I'm gonna say it a because it wasn't a long ass show, which you know the two night thing is fantastic. That's a whole other podcast episode we could do on that. Yep. But I, I just. It felt more significant. Maybe it was because we had fans for the first time in a year. And, you know, the beginning was so emotional and it felt, you know, this one just felt more. It felt more. And I just, I really enjoyed it. And it's, it's this is one of those things I could show my daughters, you know? Yeah. And sure. say, like, look at this. I mean, obviously I could show them the other match, but, you know, your tables are for bitches and all that. I don't That's like the only thing I remember was tables are for bitches. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the uh, but... I, I I also you know I think uh, some one more thing I was gonna I was gonna mention the um, oh yeah so and also I think that the, like this should be the norm doing the two night WrestleManias because yes. because you don't get burned out on the like you said with the other the the other main event you were just talking about and yeah. and I think this also opens the door up to where it's like. Let's just let's just make this the norm. Like whoever wins the women's Royal Rumble main events one night, whoever wins the men's Royal Rumble main events one night. That way you're always yeah. getting a, a female main event Boom. and a male main event. You're yeah. 
Equality. Exactly. That's equality. Feminism. That's feminism. <laughs> yeah, literally. And that's the definition of it's feminism, feminism, right? It's like, uh, that's the definition of true feminism, by the way. Yeah. The, the word feminism, like, that gets stretched so many different directions to, to so many different things. What actual feminism is, as far as I'm concerned, is like, is equality. And like, that's it right there. Like, that is a, you are, the, honestly, this match probably got more attention than anything else for the entire weekend, and it deserved it. 100%. It absolutely deserved it. It was so much fun. So, uh, so yeah, all that being said, uh, night one, I thought was a total success. Smash hit, loved it from start to yes. finish. No problems. Wholesome fun. Then we took a deep dive down far, far to the depths of shit. Yes. It was a night two. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes, we did. So, once again, y'all, I see a lot of comments. Super Chats and Donations, make sure to get your questions answered in your comments and thoughts out there. I know this is a polarizing night, night two of WrestleMania. So uh, I want to know what y'all think. We're gonna we we are watching the chat, but we also have kind of time restrictions on how much we can address. But once mm-hmm. again, super chat donations. We will make sure to deep dive. That on will all get that answered. Stuff. That will for sure get <laughs> answered. Or read out whatever whatever you want. Oh my say god, first. we got to start out with this one, don't we? Ugh. Well, that's the thing. Such yeah. a such a big contrast. So we end on this this high note of everything we just talked about with Sasha and Bianca. And then night two starts, and, um, you know, Randy Orton comes to the ring, who is actually the baby face. No, sorry, he's actually right. the heel. No, he's the heel. But it's, it's very confusing. I, who is, yeah. I think Randy Orton is actually supposed to be the baby face at this. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. He's supposed to actually be the heel at that point, because the Fiend had been burnt to death, and mm-hmm. the Fiend you're supposed to feel bad for at this point, I think. I don't know. The whole story sucked. I'm so, supposed to be, feel bad for the guy that like hypnotized a, a woman and you know became made her a slave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who knows? So, and once again, I haven't been watching Raw leading up to WrestleMania, so like I could be out of the loop on what what the actual story is. But I would, based off the video packages I watched before the match. Anyways, Randy Orton comes out to the ring, and then uh, we see this big, um, as they call it on commentary, a box like structure, box like structure, <laughs> and. Alexa Bliss is, you know, uh, what do you, what do you, five what, do you year what do you call that? Um, Skipping? No, like, what, like the, the Jack in the Box? Yeah. The Jack in the Box? But not, but what do you call it when you're cranking, he's cranking it or whatever. Winding <laughs> yeah. it. Um, and then, of course, it's like, what's in the box? So what could possibly be in the box? What could be in that box? The box like structure. What could it be? And boom, there's the fiend. And it's like, oh, and by the way, prior to this, um, we saw the we saw burned, magic. Yeah, we saw the burned fiend just like become the sparkle, fiend again. He became a yeah. He was like burned uh, fiend became sparkle clean. Um, you know, sparkles happened, and then he was regular fiend, and then he was cured. So if you ever have burns, just do some magic. Yeah, apparently. yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I don't know. If, if you anyone... ever get burned alive and then come back to life. Burn to a crisp looking like a Ninja Turtle. Just have some sparkle magic and, you know, it'll be fine. See? Sparkle magic. <laughs> and that's, uh, I mean, there's really no explanation. It just, he was just walking towards the camera and then uh, he just turned into what he was before he got burned. And then the match happened and the match wasn't good. And then Alexa Bliss kind of pops out of nowhere, uh, dripping black goo out of her face and uh the fiend eats one rko and gets pinned and this was a guy who you oh know God, yeah survived 
survived, you know, fires and drownings mm. and Hell in a Cell matches and was completely unstoppable. Like 17 curb stomps. Exactly. Yep. There was that, that Seth Rollins match where, yeah, like you said, he ate like literally like 17 curb stomps. And uh, yeah, one, one. one RKO, that's it. Um, this fucking sucked. <laughs> yes, this was absolute trash. Uh, Kogan with a super chat. Thank you so much. And I'm going to reiterate this too. Uh, thank you so much, Kogan. We really, really appreciate it. It says, this match was a nail in the coffin for me with Bray's WWE career. I've been ride or die with him for eight years, but now my fandom has died with him. Like, I was so upset as a Bray Wyatt fan, as a Fiend fan. Like you said, this man came back. He was burned to a crisp. This man was burned alive. He was a Christmas Yule log and came back to life, came up through the depths of the ring and seemed superhuman. But apparently he cannot handle seeing Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss with goo. And he a one RKO takes him out. I Like, this made no sense. And apparently, you know, if you're a member of Fightful Select, there was some insider stuff that's obviously been um, yep. uh, put out there that Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon changed the end of this match. And it was actually supposed to be The Fiend going over uh, before this. And I don't know as of how recent they changed that. But uh, this was total shit. I absolutely hated it. I hated it so much. This was a total, like, this took such a shit on the whole show this this opening deserved a weather delay. This deserved that whole weather delay. I wish there was a weather delay for this. They made no sense. And like you said, where does the Fiend go from here? He needed this win more than anyone else on the card. The Fiend needed this win. Randy Orton doesn't need this win. Randy Orton's Randy Orton. He's going to be just fine. And he was just fine on Raw. What does the Fiend do? Now we have Alexa Bliss, who's got like Forky, the stuffed animal doll now. Like... <laughs> She took his power. Like he posted, he posted some picture on Twitter of um, Delilah or whatever, and this like biblical story. Like, dude, I don't need to watch an episode of Bible Man to be able to understand what I'm watching on wrestling. I don't want to have to go to Bible study to figure out why the Fiend got burned to a crisp, came back to life, and got RKO'd by Randy Orton in one shot and lost at WrestleMania. I don't need to read the Bible to understand that. Like, come on. <laughs> Like, I'm getting so, like, he, and I can understand, I love Bray Wyatt so much, and I appreciate so much his depth and his his undying dedication to this character. <laughs> but it's like, dude, like, I, they gave him drones at the beginning. They gave him drones that said, let me in. They gave him this big-ass box. They gave him this whole character, this, the guy that does the Slipknot masks works tirelessly for this new mask, and they did this to him. It's like, dude. When your contract is up, you gotta walk, my friend. You gotta walk. Unless there's, I'm, I'm obviously I'm not an insider. I don't know. I don't work for WWE, so I don't know what's going on. Maybe this is his plan. I don't know. But this is shit. As a fan, <laughs> I don't have to. I don't want to have to go to fucking college and go to like, you know, art studies and study art for three semesters to understand why the fiends lost at WrestleMania. Yeah, very well said. Um... Sorry. No, 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 no. I'm glad. I'm glad you said all that because I feel the same way. Like, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot to unpack with this whole fiend thing because you know, for anyone who's been watching this show for as long as me and Jesse have been doing it, I've been saying for a minute that this whole thing was going to turn into Alexa Bliss's thing and that the fiend was going to mm-hmm. like become the background character or something. And imagine 
I don't know if this is what's happened, but um, based on what I'm seeing, imagine, like, imagine if you're Bray Wyatt or uh, whatever his real name is, uh, some Rotunda, whatever. You're sitting around, and you're like, you're off TV years ago. You're this, you're this Bray Wyatt character that was like this awesome backwoods cult leader, and like the the character was just perfect. And then they kill, they just they ruin it. So then you become this like weird Undertaker wannabe type dark dude with dreadlocks and what it just never really works and you're off tv for like a year and they're gonna re-debut you right after wrestlemania this is like a couple years ago and you're bray wyatt and you take all this time to come up with this brand new idea where you're like okay they've ruined everything else but i came up with this whole fiend character that like actually ties into promos that i've been cutting for years and it's a different look, and it's like two different characters, and one's unstoppable, the other's like a Mr. Rogers. They're, they're, and, and you come up with this whole thing, and it works. And people are stoked on it. And people are like, hell yeah, Like this is what we've been wanting out of Bray Wyatt. This is great. I myself, I start buying the Fiend merchandise. I got a Fiend Funko Pop over my desk. Like I start, I, I'm buying it as a fan, and, and everything's great. And then fast forward like a year, and... They're just giving it to Alexa Bliss instead. Like all these hard, all this hard work and all these ideas and everything that you put into this, they're just going to give to somebody else. And now you get to start so over. So dirty. They did him so dirty. And now you have to start over. That's what's happening. Like he has, like he's going to be coming back as like something different again, or like he'll maybe be like the backwoods cult leader again, or I don't know. But like from what I saw on Raw last night, it looked like Alexa Bliss just straight up jacked the character. And that going forward, Bray Wyatt's gonna have to like be a different new version of Bray Wyatt. So, yeah. And Kogan with another super chat. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. He does say, um, when does Bray Wyatt's or Bray's contract expire? If he resigns with this, if he resigns with this company, I'll lose all respect for him. He can be a top star anywhere else or in movies. He's 33, and in his prime, he needs to go elsewhere. I mean, I'm not going to totally shit on him if he re-signs because that's his own thing. And, you know, I don't want to tell people how to live their life. But I can, I would be like, man, I'm disappointed. But I guess, you know, that's steady money, whatever. But, yeah, I don't know when his contract expires. I think I tried to look on the Fightful, like, index of contract expirations. And I don't think I saw it. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, like you said, he's going to have to completely reinvent himself again. Like, I, I honestly, I don't know where he goes from here. Like, we can't we can't keep doing this. I, I, I don't know if maybe Vince and Bruce have an idea, which God God, God help him if they do, uh, because they're the ones who changed the finish. But, um, and apparently they, they got the reaction they wanted, according to Fightful. You know, they, they were happy with the way it was received, which I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But, yeah, I... I I feel like his character has been just done so dirty. And like you said, you bought into it. I bought into it. Like my husband and I, my husband is not a metalhead like me, but he likes to let me in theme. You know, he like he has it on his phone. Like the fiend was like so over during Halloween and all that shit. His own like special title. The, the fiend itself, the character is super cool and super marketable. Not to really kids, but to, to our demographic, I think. And, they just took a total shit with it and they gave it to Alexa bliss. It's like, what? Yep. Like, huh? Yeah, it is. It's very, very strange. And Kogan, thank you. Don't get me. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. No, no, no. I was gonna say, don't get me wrong. Alexa bliss is a great, 
you know, character. She just done well, but bro. Well, and that's the thing. Alexa was already fine. Like she was already like multiple time world champion. Like it wasn't like mm-hmm. she needed to take the character. I'm not saying she stole it, by the way. Like it wasn't. I'm sure it wasn't her decision. Yeah, no. You know? yeah. But um, and then Kogan, once again, thank you for the super chat and and to kind of based on what you were saying, I also you know I was gonna be dead honest at this point. I don't, you know, I historically speaking i've liked bray wyatt like i liked i really liked the the original wyatt family character i didn't like the darker undertaker wannabe type character um but i liked the guy behind the character so they seem very very creative but mm-hmm. people should y'all y'all should be you know be careful with what you wish for too though because like i think bray wyatt and aew tanks there too i do i don't think yeah. I, I, I don't because the problem with bray wyatt is no matter how good or interesting the character is he's only if you really look at it he's only had a couple memorable like great matches in his in his whole run with the wwe and i think that is a problem too and, and, and it, all, it isn't always his his fault but like literally he's been in the company for i mean his, his wrestlemania debut was wrestlemania 30 because that was the one where he lost to John Cena. And that was seven years ago. So he'd been around before that. So we're talking probably close to eight years. This guy's been on WWE TV, give or take. And he had the good matches with The Shield. He's had some good matches with Daniel Bryan. Outside of that, good luck, you know, bringing up these, like, great matches he's had. So so imagine a Bray Wyatt who has to have good matches in AEW. I don't, I don't know if he can, to be honest. So because the character that's what worked for him this whole time was like having these interesting characters but then they have him lose every time it matters so people just don't care so now you have a guy that people don't care about and isn't good in the ring or at least hasn't proven he's good in the ring so it's like i don't know like i i think that they have like for me i don't care if i i mean this isn't it's 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 their own prerogative like you said if if bray wyatt is comfortable with the wwe it's like a Dolph Ziggler situation. Like Dolph Ziggler could be great in True. AEW. He could be great in New Japan. But but he's comfortable. He's doing what he wants. He's getting paid, a, he's getting paid a lot of money to to just coast and like and and he gets to live his life how he wants to outside the yeah. WWE. And like that's if that's what you want to do, that's fine. Just don't be complaining on social media about your position. That that's my only thing. It's like if you're out there and you're complaining about your your spot in the WWE and then you resign anyways, that's when I don't have sympathy for you. Um, yeah so we'll see we'll see how it all kind of works out but yeah i think pretty much everybody uh thinks the fiend the whole thing's just dead at this point and uh i mean i i think it's unsalvageable just to be dead honest i don't think there's anything they can do to get me to be interested in bray wyatt again so too bad i've got trust issues with the character now yep for sure it's sad um and yeah kogan uh mentioning uh he isn't really meant to have great matches, whatever that even means. The The reason that I say that is because if he was in another company, it, he would have to have great matches. In the WWE, he doesn't because it really is more about the character. But if Bray Wyatt showed up in like a New Japan or an AEW, like the character is That's not going to That's a gonna, really good point. It's not going to be enough. That's a really good point. Yeah, it's not going to be enough. You have to, ha- you have yeah. to be able to go in the ring. Um, yeah, you can't... Um, WWE is very made for TV. You know, yeah, and you have to be more than that. And I'm not saying that, you know, no disrespect to Ray Wyatt, but he's kind of put himself in this corner with the characters that he portrays. Sure. And like I said, like he's shown 
like his he had a match at, at a Royal Rumble years ago with Dan O'Brien that I thought was in it was one of my favorite matches the entire year that year like that's right like he's capable of it we've, we've just only seen it so sparingly that like I don't know if he can if he can do it on a consistent basis or if he doesn't have an opponent the I mean that's the other thing too Daniel Bryan is still like the best in the world so like yeah. you know if you're having bad matches with Daniel Bryan there's a problem um so anyways that all being said we'll see what we'll see what happens going forward but the assumption that at this point for me and it sounds like for for jesse as well is basically looks like alexa bliss now has the fiend character and they're going to try something new with bray wyatt again so we'll see how it goes um and guess what here's a riddle me this jesse what do you yeah. riddle me this how do you follow up a shitty opening match on a wrestlemania why you follow it up with a shitty tag team match? You followed up with a shitty tag team match, WrestleMania. You nailed it. Um, we had Nia yeah. Jax and Shayna Baszler defeating Natalia and Tamina. The finish. I will say this: I like the finish. Uh, Natalia yes. had had locked on the sharpshooter on uh, Nia, and then Shayna came from behind with a Karafuda clutch. Okay, decent ending. And That's I, badass. And I think the right team won because I'm I'm not sold with Natalia and Tamina as a team, and at least Nia and Shayna have been like established at the top there for a mm-hmm. while. Um, but yeah, it sounds like we both thought this was pretty shitty though. Uh, what were your thoughts on, uh, you know, the outcome here? I thought it was the right outcome. Like you said, I think Shayna and Nia are an established tag team. I think, uh, being in a tag team is like the best thing for Nia Jax. Yeah. I thought she was funny. I, is this the one where she said, I'm King Kong bitch? Yep. I thought that was really funny. That, you know, I tell you what, with, you know, Nia may not be like the best in the ring. You know, she, people are very critical of her in the ring, but man, she says some funny stuff. Like my whole <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> King Kong bitch, and then she, I, I think I heard her say, "You ain't shit." That was really funny. Um, I quite enjoyed the shit talking, and that kind of makes up for some of the bad stuff. But like you said, I was honestly I was not paying attention to this match because I was still really pissed off about what, what happened with the Fiend, and I was like ranting about the Fiend on Twitter. So I wasn't really paying attention to this match anyway. It was kind of a cool down match for me, which is fine. The right team won. You know, Tamina and Natalia just kind of felt thrown together to me. Yeah. Uh, that you know, but like you said, the finish was cool. I, I appreciated it and enjoyed the finish. Yeah, same here. And like I said, I think the right team won at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. like, no problems here. It went a little long for my liking, uh, especially considering like the next match went only got less than ten minutes. Um, mm-hmm. And but I will say, you know, speaking of, we got Kevin Owens defeating Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn had Logan Paul in his corner. I thought the match was a little too short, but, like, it was very solid for the time that it lasted. Mm-hmm. Um, this wasn't, like, my ideal... So, in an ideal scenario, in a WrestleMania, it'd be Sami Zayn as the babyface, Kevin Owens as the heel, and, like, Logan Paul wouldn't be a factor, and they'd go out there and they'd wrestle for, like, 20 minutes, and it'd just be incredible with Sami awesome. Zayn getting the big babyface come from behind win or something. In, like, a perfect scenario. Given where mm-hmm. both guys are at in their WWE careers right now, I thought this was pretty much the best it could be considering... Because, like, I, I like Logan Paul being a part of the show. It's just kind of strange that he was involved in, like, this match. But, anyway, I mean, I mm-hmm. thought it was solid for what it was. What did you think? I thought it was great. You know, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens have such a track record going back to the Indies, going back to, like, their roots. My God, they were childhood friends. And you can count on them to both put on an amazing match, and they did. It, like you said, it was a little short was shocked at how short it was. I really like I they really should have, you know, flipped the times for the tag match in this match. Maybe even gone a little bit longer, honestly. I would not have been mad. Uh, you know, they did the big spot with Logan Paul getting the stunner. That was funny. Um 
I, I you know what I appreciated Logan Paul just kind of like being like in the background yeah. for most of it. Like that was fine. And he was like on com- I don't know if he was like on commentary, but he was just kind of there. That was perfect. And then you know he was there, he showed up, he got stunned, and then you know he left. He got his paycheck. He probably got paid a whole bunch of money to do that. More power to him. But as far as, you know, Sammy and Kevin go, I I really did enjoy this match. I thought that it, I thought it was great. I'm glad Sammy and Kevin both got on the WrestleMania card. For a while it was looking bleak there. I'm really interested to see where like the conspiracy like documentary goes. Um, where it continues to go. Um, if it's over, I don't think it's over. Yeah, I, I think don't you could add more to it. I don't know. I'm not sure uh I'm not sure how that's gonna work out because I mean it would be great if they like put out a full on documentary and everything. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. I, I would definitely watch it. But you know, like I said, I this was fun. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Hell yeah. I uh, I enjoyed it as well. I mean, like I said, a little short for my liking, but thought they worked really hard for the time that they had. And I like Logan Paul being a part of the show. Like, you know, we've talked about it before. The guy was a scumbag in the past. He's done some really, really messed up things on, uh, you know, on YouTube and stuff throughout his career. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but he has he has redeemed himself pretty well. I mean, like I, I do enjoy. I think he's it. learned his lesson. Yeah. Yeah. He he seem he seems to have actually changed quite a bit. And like I've said before, yeah. the one time I met him, he was very very nice to me, and that's all I can really base my own opinion off of, you know. But so, mm-hmm. so yeah. Um. I'd actually like to see him involved more uh, going forward because he is such a massive star, especially with the WWE trying to cater to like the the younger audience. He's he's a perfect type of person to you know have as a part yeah. of the show. And then he also kind of makes that that he's kind of a crossover appeal too because you know he with his boxing and stuff, kind of the older audience also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After that, we had a match that I thought was pretty solid, uh, where Sheamus defeated Riddle for the U.S. Championship. Uh, there was a couple botches in this one that I thought were kind of key. Like, uh, it looked like Sheamus was going to go for White Noise off the top rope. Oh Riddle, yeah, he slipped. And they, yeah, they slipped off. So there was a couple kind of key, bo- you know, kind of misses here. But the finish made up for it because Sheamus kicked Riddle right oh, in the face. Oh man. Oh. He got him good too. <laughs> he, I thought Riddle had a broken jaw when I saw that at first. I really, I yeah. thought it was even worse than what it wound up being. Um, my takeaways are this: I think Sheamus is doing some of the best work of his career right now, and I think Riddle, I, if they didn't make Riddle such a brain dead like dweeb on the show, he could be a really, really big deal for them. Like he is very, very talented, and he's so it's like one of these things where like I like both guys in the ring a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I think the wrong person won personally, but I, I mean, it was solid. What did you think, Jesse, about Sheamus winning in the match itself? I, you know what? I agree. I think Sheamus winning was kind of shocking to me. Kind of, you could kind of tell it was going to happen, but, um, you know, it is what it is, I guess, you know, good for Sheamus. Like you said, he's doing some of the best, you know, work of his career right now. I, I enjoyed the match other than some of the botches, you know, I enjoyed the finish. I thought the finish was cool. Although I thought, you know, it would be the other way around. However, you know how you were talking about how you wish that, you know, they would quit making him so stupid. Last night on Raw, there were kind of glimpses of him being like a stoner savant. Yes, you're right about that. Yeah. <laughs> With Bobby Lashley when he was like, well, wait a minute. On this day, you said this. and On this day, you said that about being a champion. Like, he was like... He was, like, going back into his brain, given, like, receipts. And he was, like, articulating and, as he was doing that. Yes. Yeah. He was articulating, and he all of a sudden, was, he, like, switched. And Bobby Lashley was kind of, like, thrown off. So there are glimpses of him being a stoner savant. 
they just had to really play up the stupid stoner stuff. Um, but going back to WrestleMania, it was fine. You know, this match did not feel as long as it went. It did not feel like a 10 minute. It felt like a five minute match to me. Because they, because they uh, just like went hard the whole time. Yeah. It, it felt a lot, which is a good thing. You know, time flies when you're having fun. Uh, the pirate birds. In oh Matt yeah. I entrance. forgot about that. <laughs> you know, was funny. Did laugh. Had a good time. Uh, super random, but I can't, I honestly, I really cannot get mad at birds. Like it's so dumb. <laughs> like if that's all I'm having to be mad at in my life, I am so blessed. However, um, yeah, I feel like the wrong person won, but good for Seamus. And you know what? Seamus will, Seamus will give us a good, you know, some good championship matches, I think. So yeah. Can't be mad at that. Yeah, a few things there, too. Like, I think Sheamus will give us good matches, like you said. I like him better at the U.S. title level also than being in the world title mix right now. Agree. Hard agree. So it it keeps him busy there. Um, And there's already been hints that, like, Riddle might get elevated more into the main event based on what we saw with him and Lashley last night. Um, I just I just hate how the WWE has this track record of like having people lose mid card titles and then challenge for the world title. I don't like how they do that yeah. so often. It makes no sense, yeah. Um, but that is what they do, unfortunately. So, but that all being said, yeah, thought it was solid. Thought it was a good match, and uh, like I said, I like both performers a lot. Like I, I was not I was not at all excited to see Sheamus return when he did, uh, but he's he's surprised me with his uh, with how good his matches have been and. Um, I've been a fan of Riddle since he was in the UFC, so I've watched his whole his entire indie career and everything. Yeah. So it's it's, it's kind of cool to see where he's at now. Except for the character, but like you said, if they make his character more of that like stoner savant, like you were saying, like the glimpses we got on Monday, that could be interesting. I do like that because even you know I was comparing him to the Eugene character uh, on the last show, and that was oh, and that was very similar because he was like a savant as well because he like knew everything about wrestling and he knew how to do all the wrestlers moves but like outside of the ring he was like slow right so it was like you had this you had this character who had like outside of the ring was you know they portrayed him as mentally handicapped but then when he got into the ring like all of it everything started shooting off in his brain he's out there hitting stunners and rock bottoms and people's elbows and it's like oh dude this guy's a g like he knows everything about wrestling like so I'd kind of like to see something like that with Riddle, where, like, he seems really, really stonerish outside the ring, but then every now and then he just shows that he's actually a genius. (laughs) Yeah. um, So, anyways, after that we had, I'll be honest, this match I don't think was as good as what people were hoping for. We had Rhea Ripley defeating Asuka to become the Rollins Biggie and Apollo Crews. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. I I missed that one. You're good. Oh, well... There isn't a whole lot to talk about here. This one, this one felt like it was two minutes long. I mean, this was yeah. like, um, a Big E basically beats the hell out of Apollo. Apollo, um, is just getting destroyed. And then, uh, Dalvacato from Raw Underground comes out of nowhere. And, yeah. and there's of course no mention of the existence of Raw Underground, um, same with Omos and all these they're other They were like, things. who is he? Yeah, they're like, like yeah. He's drafted to Raw. I'll tell you what. WWE, if you ever see or hear this, it's fine. You know what? We don't need to remember that Omos was the, was the door guy. We don't need to remember that Braun Strowman, you know, knocked out Dabakato and we never saw Ronda, Ronda Ground again. We don't need it. But if you MFers 
bring back Riddick Moss and don't mention Raw Underground, I'm going to be so pissed off. <laughs> he was like the right, one guy. He like, <laughs> yeah, he was like the boss of Raw Underground. He was, he just was the, the king. He was just the craziest guy out of all of them. And like, if they bring Poor him guy, back man. and don't mention that, it's like, what was the yeah. point of, of any of the Raw Underground? Like, what was the point of any of this? Um, right. So... But yeah, I mean, so what did you think about this? The match itself, there wasn't a whole lot to talk about, but what do you think about uh, Dabakato, uh, you know, aligning himself with Apollo and now Apollo becoming the Intercontinental Champion? It's interesting. It's, it's I, You know what? It's kind of refreshing to see them pushing Apollo. Um, it came at the sacrifice sort of of Big E, which kind of sucks, but I'm interested to see where they go with it, honestly. Um, did I want Big E to win? Yes. I love Biggie. He was super over in Tampa. He had the Feeding Tampa Bay uh, charity gear, which was awesome. I thought that was fabulous. Entrance with Wally lip syncing was cool. I, I mean, it was. I mean, it was so short. And you know, for a gimmick match, that's shocking to me. Like, they had all those drums set out and everything, and the kendo sticks, and it went hard for those six minutes. Um, but yeah, like you said, I'm really interested to see where they go with Apollo and where they go with Dabakato or whatever they're calling him. Are they calling him that or are they calling him? I don't think they've uh, said yet. Okay. Um, but it should be really, really interesting. And, and like I said, you know, we always complain that WWE does the same thing over and over again. And, you know, now they're doing something different with Apollo, giving him this, you know, I, I don't want to say giving him a gimmick because, you know, his heritage is not a gimmick, but um, giving him this new reset in his character and with Dabakato or this unnamed helper by his side, <laughs> uh, it should be interesting. And yeah. you know what? I'm I'm here for it. It's something different. So I'm not going to be mad. Yeah, I, I'm not going to be mad until they give me a reason to be mad at it. Right. Yeah. The, I guess the only thing you could say up to this point is that he had lost to Biggie multiple times leading up to this match. Yeah. But the difference yeah. now is that he has that gear and bodyguard with him in Dabakato or whatever they're going to call him. So that is the big difference now is that, now Apollo's gimmick is more is more well-rounded because now mm -hmm. there's the threat of this monster that helps him out. Even if he's getting his ass kicked, this other guy could could keep getting him wins or just beat up his opponents. Apollo's Amis. It's Apollo's Amis. Yeah. And you know what would be really funny is if like if they're like, well, you know what? This guy from Raw Underground, Dabakato, he had a beard, and this new guy doesn't. This isn't the same guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's totally different. Totally different. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it just is, I, I, I do like, I do like the addition, because hopefully the character is basically, you know, Apollo Crews is like this, he's like Nigerian royalty, and maybe Dabakato is like, you know, he's basically like, he's basically a bodyguard to, to royalty, you know, so like, he, like, maybe he's willing to do anything for this guy, because like, Apollo's kind of his kind of his king you know what i mean like mm -hmm. yeah. and maybe they can build upon that if they, if they get a small army around apollo i think that would be actually really genius if if he was coming out to the ring and there was a like a bunch of kind of militant looking guys that all wore the same thing as dabakato that were kind of behind apollo and like just always had his back that could be pretty interesting um, yeah it could be so yeah we'll see where it goes i i like apollo cruz i, I liked him back when he was uha nation back in the day i mean he's always been very talented it's just uh, yeah, now he has a, now he has a character to go along with it. So we'll see where it all goes. And now after that, we had the match that I almost uh, talked about a second ago: Rhea Ripley and Oscar 
Uh, like I mentioned before, the the feedback on this match, I don't think that it, it lived up to the hype. And the Raw match, I'm, I think, was probably better than the WrestleMania match. But man, it was not much better. Right, right. I agree. And there's people like they, I think I saw Jeremy Lambert uh, tweeting something along the lines of like maybe they just don't have chemistry with one another, and like that's mm-hmm. to- totally possible that that's all that this is. But uh, what did you think about this? Because this was a big passing of the torch, uh, you know, for Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. And obviously, the Bianca and Sasha match went incredible. And then this one, just a little underwhelming. What did you think about this and Rhea getting the win? Yeah, you know, this kind of had, like, nah, I was going to say it had the expectations of AJ and Shinsuke, but it didn't. Uh, it didn't have that level of expectations. But it was that level of disappointment, I guess, when they got to the big stage and it just did not deliver. I mean, it was fine, I guess. I really wanted Asuka to win, but it makes... And you know what? I wanted Asuka to win. However, a lot of people made the same point. It makes sense for Rhea Ripley to win. Asuka's kind of, you know, she's been there, done that. It's time for this next, not generation, but this next uh, class of NXT women superstars to come in and kind of make their name and kind of lay their claim because like you know the women's divisions was getting a little stale you know becky lynch is gone charlotte was gone you know you've got all these you know ronda rousey gone you've got these people that are like big names that are not there anymore so you're kind of getting a little stale you're kind of lacking on the major big name talents so to speak and so to have rhea ripley win it's fine however the only problem I had with it was the fact that she literally just kind of like walked in and said, I want a championship match. And she yes. got it and she won. Yes. That's the big problem with it. After losing had they the Royal ma- Rumble, by the way. Yes. After, I mean, she was the last one though, you know, so yeah, but it's the still, last it's two like, in the Royal Rumble. But like, yeah. should, then at that point it's like, should, cause that, this happens a lot now with the WWE where the last two wind up getting title shots anyways. So I feel like yeah. it devalues the winner. If like second place gets the title shot also every year. Like it's kind of, kind of lame I that's think. true yeah and, and it's it's silly because they had been playing these vignettes for Rhea Ripley for a very long time and in the time that you're playing these vignettes for her to show up on on Raw you could have built an actual story right. and had matches and had her win and made her actually quote-unquote earn that championship spot so that's a major like plot hole I guess um in this match, you know, even though I'm happy Rhea Ripley won, if you don't watch NXT and you weren't watching Raw, you're like, who is this lady? Like, right. why are you here? And, and you might only know her from losing to Charlotte last year. Yes, that's true. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, that's right. So, bar, like, saving for that major plot hole, that major, like, gaffe in booking... It's the right thing to do. You know, Asuka's a great champion. She always will be. But they, they've they kind of diluted her character so much so much since she's been on the main roster. So I'm interested to see what they do with Rhea Ripley as champion. Yeah, I feel the same way. And I feel like she needed to win this match uh, basically because of what I just mentioned where, you know, last year she debuts at WrestleMania, loses to Charlotte, uh, and then... Like if like you said, if you weren't watching NXT this past year, this would pretty much be the next time you saw Rhea Ripley. And if she came out mm-hmm. and lost to Oscar, you just think she was a loser. It's like why is this? Why is she always in title matches if she just loses? You know, every time I see her wrestle. So 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I have no problem with this at all. I, I, I predicted Ripley to win the match. I have no, no mm-hmm. issues here. <clears throat> but it's not um, the I match do... itself just wasn't that, that great, unfortunately. No, it wasn't. And I do see a lot of people in the chat saying they really were expecting Becky to show up, and she was trolling. And you know, to be fair, she was trolling. So it's totally natural for all of us to have expected her to um, want to to be back. However, as someone who also just had a baby. Like, that whole six weeks thing is complete bullshit. Like, that's like, when you get cleared at six weeks, that literally means you can lift more than 10 pounds. That's all it fucking means. It means you can have relations with your person again, and you can lift more than 10 pounds. To rebuild your body back after having a baby is a lot. And there are people who will come back after... Um, having a baby really quickly and good for them but let's not and no one's doing this in the chat so I'm not claiming anyone is but let's not like chastise Becky if she's not ready to come back because I read in that Ellie article there was a big Ellie article that she has not been away from that baby for more than two hours that's the most she's ever been away from that baby and when you're a mom you're like reborn again so like and I was talking with some of our other friends and I'll tell you who off air because I don't want to I didn't ask her if I could, you know, sure. talk about this. But we um we were kind of both of us as moms, we were like, when do you think Becky's gonna come back? And, you know, we both kind of agreed maybe Royal Rumble next year. Like it could be that long. And that's totally fine. So sorry if I went on a little bit of a tangent there, but it's like if she's I and mean, she's trolling, which is hilarious, and I think that's funny as hell. And it's gonna make people a little bit like upset and disappointed. But like don't actually get mad at her if she's not ready to be back. Like it, it's it's a lot. Sure, I think it was smart of her to do that because, like, it kept uh, yeah. she was a big part of the conversation over the weekend. Otherwise, people wouldn't it's have irrelevant. Been... Exactly. Um, so, I have no problem with it at all, and I have no problem with her taking as much time as she needs to take. And I would have no problem if she never returned either. Like, it would suck because I like her and I think she does a lot of big business for the WWE. But like, on a personal level, if she's happy being a parent, like I, I'm not saying I don't want her to come back, but like if she didn't, like that's her own choice you know she might mm-hmm. think that there's things more important than wrestling now you know what i mean so mm-hmm. um so yeah whatever she needs to do i'm fine with and i and i thought once again i thought it was smart for her to troll over the weekend because she stayed in the conversation she did that during the royal rumble too oh yeah that's right all right main event time we had roman reigns ret- <laughs> speaking oh, of speaking of being a parent we had uh roman reigns retaining the wwe universal championship by defeating Edge and <coughs> and Daniel Bryan in a triple threat match. I thought this match was really well done. I thought the storytelling was really, really good. Um, I think this was by far the best match of um, of WrestleMania Night 2. And I have no problem at all with Edge getting the win. Or sorry, Roman Reigns getting the win. The only issue I have at all, and I know that people can defend it the other way, so like I get it, but the ending of the match... I, I like how Roman Reigns yep. takes everybody out. Like, I like how, you know, Daniel Bryan gets hit with the, the concerto from Edge. He's completely out, especially knowing his history with his brain and stuff. Like, really good story there. And then Roman Reigns nails Edge with a spear after Jimmy Uso interferes. And then Roman hits a concerto on Edge. And the one thing that's confusing to me about this is, on one hand, I get it. He, he pinned both guys and established complete dominance over both. No problem there. 
but he literally dragged Edge on top of Daniel Bryan, meaning, technically speaking, Edge should be the Universal Champion. He was pinning Daniel Bryan. So I think that that's going to be a story going forward. I don't think the WWE, I don't think that was a mistake. I think that's going to be a way of getting Edge a one-on-one match against Roman Reigns for the belt soon because he's going to be able to claim that he was actually pinning Daniel Bryan before uh, Roman Reigns was. So he should be the champion. Yeah, that I think because I saw Adam Pierce tweet about that. So I was like, oh, interesting. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. I did see that. Him and Hannah were and actually. So, yeah. Yeah, so I think that that is going to play. It was badass. Okay, guys, I'm going to be completely real with everybody here. I fell asleep in the middle of this match. I tried so hard to stay awake and I fell asleep and I woke up and like the bump podcast was on and they were saying what happened. So I like I had to go back and like figure out what happened. So my apologies. I'm so sorry. I just couldn't like I fell asleep and woke up and the baby was hungry. So I was like, <laughs> uh, speaking of parenting, but yeah, I thought what I it was not this is not an insult to the match by far. This is I was just exhausted. I just pure exhaustion. That's all it is. Um, from what I did see, it was absolutely fun. It was what I kind of thought was going to happen in this match. Uh, it was brutal. It gave me anxiety because both Daniel Bryan and Edge have, like, rickety necks. So it freaked me out. Uh, but I think Roman Reigns winning was absolutely the right call. I was fully expecting Edge to win. Um, so I was very shocked and pleased to see Roman Reigns win because I really enjoy his character, and I think him being champion truly does add to the character. I think, honestly, as badass as he is without the championship, it's not as cool. Uh, so, but yeah, I think that him winning was cool and he kind of, he finally got the reaction that he wanted out of people with his booing yep. and I enjoyed it. And I think, like you said, I think that that, the, the double pin where he didn't have him like side to side, but he had him on top of each other. I think that was done by design and I think it will definitely be a talking point and I hope that we find out on Friday. So yeah, but night two, other than this match really was total Poop and the Kevin Owens and Sam, you know, it was like, yeah, and and I guess Cesar, not Cesaro, uh, Sheamus and Matt Riddle, you know, that was good too. But this this whole card was just like this night was like dookie, but this match was good. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on all that. So and yeah, like like I've said over and over again, like you know, I think Roman Reigns should be the champion. I think he should hold that belt for a long time. But I did predict Edge as well because I figured Edge would pin Daniel Bryan and then. Yeah, Roman would just win the belt from Edge a couple months from now anyway. But either way, I'm fine with how this how this played out. And I think we're going to get some interesting stories going forward. And, and like you said, I think that, that stacked pin was by design. Otherwise, he could have, like you said, just laid them next to each other and pinned both of them. And there would have been no um, nothing to dispute there at all. So, um, so yeah, that was WrestleMania. And then real quickly, we're not going to go like super detailed into Raw, but uh, we will talk... Uh, we will talk about just kind of the highlights going through here. Um, like, once again, everybody, uh, the Super Chats and donations, if you want your thoughts and comments and all that stuff out there for... I'm going to move our sponsors a little bit over Jesse's face there. Sorry, Jesse. You're um, fine. <laughs> um, I'm good. I'm not offended. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, if y'all, if y'all want that out there, Super Chats and donations, once again, uh, that'll make sure that we address those because we probably won't talk about Raw for very long, but if there's certain things you want us to talk about, that's the way to get us to talk about them. So as far as the show goes, we talked about some of this stuff already. Uh, 
you know, Bobby Lashley and Matt Riddle. Uh, Lashley, you know, gets Riddle to tap out to the hurt lock or, or pass out. I can't remember. But, you know, pretty How much. How do you tap out in the hurt lock, though? Uh, you can you can flail your arms like this. But like, they flail. Well, they go, yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> but kind of. Oh, shoulders? Yeah, if you, if you reach back. Um, or yeah. you can verbally submit, too. You can yell. Okay. You can yell the word tap or whatever. So, um. Okay. That's actually. That's one right, because I was like. And that's actually how wrestlers used to tap out back in the day, basically pre-Ken Shamrock wrestling in the WWE. Like, if, if y'all go back and watch, like, Bret Hart, for instance, when he was doing the sharpshooter back in, like, the early ni- early mid-90s, wrestlers wouldn't tap. They would they would verbally submit. You wouldn't actually see their hand hitting the ground. But then when Ken Shamrock came around and he brought that influence from the UFC, yeah. then he started doing the ankle lock and people would tap to the ankle lock. And then that became the norm in pro wrestling was just to tap out. So, um, so yeah, kind of like that. And we've seen this between Riddle, uh, Riddle and uh, Lashley in the past. I mean, we, we've seen them wrestle. We've seen this finish, uh, you know, multiple times. I don't know if there's anything really worth yeah. talking about. We probably have already talked about both guys. Um as far as the next thing, though, this is worth mentioning. Viking Raiders are back on TV, so, um, you know, good to see I Hanson and Roe. I don't, whatever their real, their new names are. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. The Viking Raiders came back. But Yay. whatever Hanson's, Hanson got hurt. I think he's called Ivar now. Ivar, 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 Ivar. Whatever. Viking number one. But, uh, yeah, the last time we saw him, he was down outside of the ring throwing the X up because he got hurt during a match. And, bad. Um, it hurt bad. So, yeah, I mean, so that was good to see, right? I mean, Viking Raiders are back, so, you know, that, that's, that'll be a big uh, influx into the, the tag team division again. Yeah. Yeah. Should be interesting. Do they need, a, they need to be back? The tag team division's hurting. Yeah, they are. And, yeah, they looked impressive. Uh, we talked about Rhea Ripley and Oscar already, Bob. Uh, the rematch this night, I think, was better received than the WrestleMania match. But like we both said, it still wasn't very good. Maybe the chemistry just mm-hmm. isn't there. Uh, the Miz and Morrison over Damian Priest in a two-on-one match. We kind of touched on this, too. I mean, I do not like seeing Damian Priest losing the night after this Bad Bunny thing. But it was two-on-one, so, I mean, I guess that... Yeah. But they need to get... This feud needs to end, though. Like, they, it's not going to get any bigger than what we saw at WrestleMania. Right. I wonder if that was just kind of I don't know. But if if Damian Priest would have won, that would have been like close it up, close it up, go home. Exactly. But now it's kind of like now they have to have another one. I don't know. Yeah. yeah we'll see. Yeah. Uh, it, it it scares me a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's kind of scary. After that, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler over Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, and I guess the uh, the highlight of this match is that. Nia Jax slipped on the ring apron, so now such a bad fake slip too. Oh yeah, terrible. So now we have a feud between Mandy and Nia. It looks like based off of slipping. So. Yeah, which is you know, I mean, at least they're playing into the slips. I guess I, guess. I don't know. I guess making okay. making the most out of a botch. Yeah, I think it's gonna suck wherever that mm-hmm. ends. After that, we had the New Day over Elias and Jackson Riker. Um, if I had a list of, like, the people I care about the least on WWE programming, it'd probably be Jackson Riker and Elias. Um, so, right. so I don't, I mean, I just don't care in the New Day one. I, 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 unfortunately, there's just, I would have liked to really talk about Raw. It's just, this, this show sucked. So, um. This it was the worst Raw after Mania. Oh, yeah. 
ever easily ever like, since it's been like a thing yeah 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 this is terrible i mean it was fine to see the new day win but like when i'm watching the raw after wrestlemania like i'm sorry but like you gotta have a better here's the thing WWE... where were the surprises when well, here's the... I mean, charlotte i guess and here's the thing for the wwe like yeah we'll talk about charlotte i might have already missed that actually um yeah I'll, we'll, we'll talk about charlotte in a second thank you for reminding me about that because that i did like but yeah that was great <laughs> but this is the, this would bother me about these kind of shows wwe has the the chance during these kind of shows where they know fans like myself who don't normally watch raw are watching because it's the night mm-hmm. after wrestlemania this is your opportunity to retain the fan base to watch weekly again leading into the next pay-per-view which they're calling wrestlemania backlash in What's, what seems like a just a honestly a money grab to try to confuse the casual audience into thinking it's WrestleMania again. Because why else would you use the word WrestleMania? I think they're trying to get some sort of buzz where like people who don't really know are like, oh, WrestleMania is coming up. WrestleMania backlash. Oh, this sounds badass. Oh, you're right. I was wondering because it's like we backlash is called backlash because it's backlash from WrestleMania. We already know that. We didn't need to add the word WrestleMania in there, but they did that. Yep. So I think it's just a money grab hmm. situation to try to kind of almost confuse people into like caring about it and bamboozle people. Well, here's the thing: like, based on what I saw last night, I'm not going to watch Raw at all. I'm going to watch the next page. I'll watch Backlash when it happens, but I'm not going to watch Raw at all leading up to that because, like, why? If if this was your preview to the fans to be like, all right, WrestleMania ended, our new year of wrestling starts right now tonight, and we're coming out hot. That's usually what they do. This show, and I know there's no live audience and that plays a factor, but it's like, this show is so bad that I don't know why anybody would watch Raw every week. But here's the thing. If you if you want to watch WWE programming, just watch the pay-per-views because you're going to turn on Backlash and they will have a video package recapping everything that you missed by not watching the show every week. So there, just yeah, save yourself exactly. some time. Yeah, they'll show you a video package beforehand to let you know what you missed. Yeah, otherwise you get to sit through, you know, Elias and Jackson Riker out there every Monday. I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, All right, then after that, let's talk about Charlotte real quick. (coughs) I love that. Charlotte's Charlotte's great. Um, You know, I have no problem seeing her. Like, if she came out and she beat Rhea Ripley for the title tomorrow, I wouldn't care. Like, because that's where Charlotte's at. Like she is, yeah. That's what she. Queen. That's who she is. Exactly. She's the queen. She's the best. She's the champ. Doesn't matter. She is what she is. She's gonna. She's gonna be a forty-time world champion by the time she retires. Like, and that's what her character is. And I have no problem with it. And her promo. I thought her promo last night was awesome. What did you think? I thought her promo was great. I did. I really enjoyed her promo. It was one of the best that she's ever, you know, cut. I thought it was fun. Um. I liked when she said karma is a bitch and I am that bitch. That was good. That was a nice line. Um, yeah, but I mean, she's that. She's the queen. She's the queen. She'll always be the queen. And she came off like the queen. Uh, she, I, Her outfit kind of reminded me of a robot. It was very interesting. But that has nothing to do with what she said, which was really good. So it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, she's going to be right back in the title shot, which, you know, that's her thing. People exactly. get so mad, but that's her thing. She's Charlotte Flair. Like, that's who she is. That's kind of what she was saying in her promo, basically. So, here she goes. Welcome back. Kind of sucks she wasn't on Mania, but whatever. For sure. 
Well, that's the thing, too. Like, anybody who complains about that, like, I get people who might feel like she's kind of being shoved down people's throats. Like, I get that. But you also have to recognize how talented she is. Like, she's... You can debate, you know, Sasha and, and like, Bailey and stuff to a degree, right? But, like, I don't think you can... I don't think anybody could get mad if I was to say Charlotte Flair is the best overall female wrestler that the WWE has. So so why wouldn't she constantly be in the mix for the title? She has good matches. People care about her character. Her promos are great. Like, she, she's a flair. I mean, just having that last name alone means something just before you even know who she is. Like, yep. she's going to be... That, that's And here's the thing. If y'all have a problem with Charlotte being in that mix, WWE just isn't for you. I'm sorry. Like, this, yeah, that's that's very WWE. <laughs> that's very true. That is such a WWE thing to do. <laughs> yeah, and she she's very good. I mean, the thing with Roman was a little different when they were pushing him down our throats because, like, yeah, he was supposed to be a good guy, and everyone wanted him as a bad guy, you know. And but but Charlotte, like, she is a heel. You're supposed to boo her based on what we saw last night. But if she goes in there and she has good matches consistently, and her promos are good. What more could you ask for? Like that's what that's what pro wrestling is. The, the, she's one of the best pro wrestlers they have, so she's going to be in a top position. So, would, like, yeah. would you? Would, let me ask you. Let me ask you all a question right now. Anybody who has a problem with that, would you rather see Charlotte consistently at the top, having solid matches, cutting solid promos, and being a really good overall character for the company, a legitimate superstar for that company on the, on the female side, or would you rather see them feeding you a buffet of revolving? Mandy Roses and Tamina's and all the and like Nia Jax or would you rather have what you know works and what you know is going to be good that's where I'm at with it you know yeah. you know Charlotte's going to be good it, it, I, you're going to get Mandy Rose versus Nia Jax soon let's see how that goes because if it sucked you're going to be really happy that wasn't like a main event world title feud for the women but Mm-hmm. In comparison, Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley is probably going to be really damn good. Charlotte versus Oscar is going to be really damn good. Charlotte versus anybody, it's going to wind up being good. Even Charlotte versus uh, Lacey Evans probably would have been good. They probably would have made it work. Oh, that's right. She even put that in her promo that she got pregnant. That's right. I forgot about that. Right. But that's one of those things. People were worried about that because, you know, people are like, mm-hmm. you know, pretty lukewarm on uh, on Lacey still. But my thing is like, it's all on Charlotte. Like, and, and she can rise to the occasion. So, I mean, Charlotte versus Asuka at WrestleMania was, like, one of the best. That was, might have been the best match on that whole show when they when they did yeah, it. Yeah, it was good. You know, like, how could people be upset about her being in the position she's in? It, it's baffling. Yeah. Um. So, <clears throat> so anyways, and the, and the cool thing is most of our chat looks like they, they agree. So... Um, you're allowed to disagree too though you're, yeah, you're allowed to disagree you're, it's totally fine if you disagree but if you do disagree just keep in mind what I'm saying as well because like yeah. it's also sometimes the grass isn't always greener on the other side too like think about the options outside of Charlotte you know what I mean so yeah. um, and then after that we had the main event of the show where Drew McIntyre defeats Randy Orton and Braun Strowman in a triple threat match so it'll be McIntyre and Lashley running it back at Backlash. So how do you feel about McIntyre getting this rematch? And do you think he wins the title in the rematch? Or does Lashley ultimately retain again? Uh, hmm, good question. I think Lashley retains. I feel like they're doing something with that. That's how I feel. I hope. Yeah. But they could. I don't know, maybe. But I feel like if you're gonna if you're going to have, you know, someone else win, do it in front of like a big crowd, like at WrestleMania. Why do it in front of Thunderdome? You know? 
Yeah, I yeah, for sure. So and maybe like, they're waiting until they have fans consistently again to maybe go back to Drew if they're going to. True. Like, but yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you're right. You know what? Consistency. Consistency. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. The good thing with Drew is, like, they did a good job establishing him last year as a main event guy. It's just at a point right now where Lashley's just a better option to be the champion, and they shouldn't take the belt off of him, in my opinion. And I really think they should build to him and Brock if Brock's coming back. Um, <laughs> so they have a lot of opportunity there. So maybe they do another one of those drafts or uh, superstar shakeups or whatever they call them. And maybe like, oh yeah, I would love for them to to switch Drew and, and Roman. I would love to see Roman on Raw and Drew on SmackDown personally. Um, yeah, I feel like Roman can carry that third hour real well. Yes, I totally agree. Totally agree. They need something because man, I I cannot make it through it anymore. It's sad. It's the truth, it's though. Sad. I mean, I forced myself to watch last night. I, I was I almost bailed like the second I saw. Um, what was the second the second thing that happened on the show? I think it was like, oh no, I like the Viking Raiders. I just remember seeing the the opening promo with uh with Lashley and Riddle, and then then realizing like, oh wait a second, they're going to Riddle versus Lashley right after Riddle lost. Like, uh, what are what's going on here? And just the show just never really got any better. But like I said, the highlight of the show for me was the Charlotte promo. That was the best thing I thought all night. It was. It honestly, it was the best part of the show. It really was. Yeah, yeah, I agree. She's a star, y'all. We we mm-hmm. need we need some stars in the WWE, y'all. Like, you know, that that's really the biggest takeaway I could say for for some of this stuff too. Is like you look at ninety five, ninety eight percent of the show, and it's just like a bunch of. 50-50 booking and, and stuff that just super, super stale. So, like, you have to have... Like, I like that Roman Reigns has been established as a as a star. Like, he's their top guy. It is clear. That is their guy right now. It, like, and I'm, I like having someone like that. Like, a Charlotte in the women's division. I like having... You gotta have some of these outliers. Because, like, that's how, that's how you make stars. If Charlotte was going out there and losing half the time she wrestled, she wouldn't be Charlotte Flair. It would not be the same thing. So, so yeah. Hopefully, WWE can, uh, can hopefully build some stars. I don't know. I think Adam Cole's coming to the main roster soon. I'm real worried about that. That was not me. That was a baby. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. WWE is going to be in a position here in a second where they... They need to figure it out very soon. Uh, they, they, Drew's, they, they tried with Drew. Drew's working okay. Um, I, but I don't know. I think Adam Cole, I think Adam Cole should be a massive star on Raw or SmackDown. I just have no faith that WWE's going to know what to do with him. Uh, but, you know, he's going to get a chance very soon, I think. Uh, you know, hopefully they can build some stars. Yeah. They, they, they desperately need it right now. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I worry about Adam Cole being on the main roster, though, because of his size. Yep, 100%. It's, uh, it's scary. It's scary to know. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll uh, that'll pretty much do it for uh, for today, y'all. Uh, let me get the yeah. sponsors pulled up. And, Jesse, if you can let the chat know what to do for the channel while I'm getting that ready. Sure. Uh, you know what, chat? You guys have been awesome today. I really appreciate everybody. Thank you to all of our regulars and not to regulars. That's okay. Thank you for the super chats. If you have any last minute super chats, we will be more than happy to answer those while we go through the sponsors. Um, 
If you'd want more like-minded people in this chat, like yourselves, you amazing selves, please do consider subscribing to the channel and giving this video a thumbs up. That way the YouTube algorithm would be nice and happy to recommend this video to really cool people like y'all. Um, like I said, we kind of are on a little bit of a rocky road schedule just with me and with the baby and just trying to get into this new routine. So we're not always sure on a steady schedule when we're going to go live. So the best way to find out if we're going to be going live is to subscribe to the YouTube channel to hit that little notifications button. So you'll be notified anytime we do go live or when we're about to go live. And on Twitter, if you follow both of us on Twitter, I'm at Jesse the Buckeye and Steven is fight talk underscore. So is it one underscore? It's just yeah, one, just right? one underscore. Yep. Yep. Just one underscore. So follow us both on Twitter. We're on there too. And yeah, hit us up with the sponsors. Yeah, yeah. Just one more second. Got to get my uh, my ad read ready here without opening my email on the uh, <laughs> on the thing here, because we do have a little bit of a change with the Music City Toys and Collectibles stuff. So we got to make sure to go over that. Oh, fine. All right. <clears throat> so speaking of Music City Toys and Collectibles, let's just start off with them. This is their Facebook page, y'all. Music City Toys and Collectibles. On May the 1st, they're going to be doing a Dan Severn signing. There's been a little bit of a change there. So he's still supposed to be there. But the building that they were going to be doing the meet, the, um, not the meet, well, yeah, the meet and greet slash, we were going to do like a dinner with Dan Severn. The restaurant just flooded with all the weather Nashville had. So they can't do the sit-down dinner anymore, but Dan Severn is still going to be there as of the time of this recording. They're getting everything figured out, but it sounds like it's going to be more of a virtual signing, but you can still come and like get stuff signed by him if you're in the area, but it also might be live broadcasted so people can like jump in there and you know kind of meet and greet him because we're just not going to be able to do the dinner anymore like we were planning because of, the, once again, the flooding in the building. So, still join us, though. Let me uh, let me tell you all about Music City Toys and Collectibles. Founded in 2002, formerly known as Heroes and Legends, Music City Toys and Collectibles is your southern fried source for vintage and modern toys, autograph memorabilia, and all things pop culture. Visit their brand new retail location opening May 1st at 101 West Main Street in Waterton, Tennessee. Keep up to date with all their special in-store signings, online sales, and convention appearances at musiccitytoys.biz and follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Music City Toys. So, uh, so yeah, follow them on social media and uh, support Music City Toys and Collectibles. Join us on May 1st in Waterton, Tennessee. Also, shout out to my brother, Brian Jensen. He's a boxing coach. He helps with people with neurological issues, whether you have like Parkinson's, MS, whatever it is. He's certified to help you and all that stuff. He can help you if you're just looking to throw hands, get in better, sh better shape, learn self-defense. Uh, if you want to compete at an amateur level or a professional level in boxing, kickboxing, MMA, whatever it is, Brian's got you covered. Give him a follow on Instagram at BoxingATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. Hit him up in the DMs, and if you're in the Atlanta, Georgia area, he has a gym you can go to called Steel Boxing and Athletics. You can uh, He can meet you in person. He can meet you at your business, in a park, whatever it is, at your home, whatever's easiest for you. Or he can help you online anywhere in the world, whether it's Skype, Zoom, whatever. He can help you reach your goals online. So once again, hit him up on Instagram at BoxingATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. Brian Jensen, get a knockout workout without getting knocked out. And last but never least, WrestleRumble.com. All their contests are closed right now, but they're always giving away title belts and cash, and they're the best website to go to if you're a fan of professional wrestling and you want to win big prizes. So WrestleRumble.com, or make sure to follow them on Twitter, at WrestleRumble, to stay up to date with all their contests and all their belt giveaways. 
And also really quickly, independentwrestling.tv. If you missed the showcase of the independence, all of the shows from this past weekend are available right now, video on demand. There's no free promos right now because of the, the time period, but you can still use my code FIGHTTALK, F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K. You can still enjoy all the great stuff that IWTV has to offer, and you still are supporting me and everybody involved with the show, like Jesse, Moe's, anybody else. Um, basically, the small kickback that I get when people use the code, I still get even though they're not doing the, the quote-unquote five days free promo at the moment. So as I knock my microphone almost all the way to the ground. Um, <laughs> that was probably really loud for anyone listening. I'm sorry about that. But um, I had headphones on, and it, was, it wasn't too bad. Okay, good. So use the code. If you're going to watch independentwrestling.tv, it helps me out a lot. So uh, just use code FIGHTTALK. So that's everything I've got. Um, Jesse, I know you were talking about your Twitter earlier, which I got pulled up here. And anything else that you'd like to plug, go ahead. Sure. Uh, obviously, the YouTube channel, please do consider subscribing uh, and giving this video a thumbs up. It really does help us out, and we would really appreciate more subscribers. Um, also, I do have an OnlyFans. OnlyFans is the best way to get into contact with me directly on the DMs or anything. Everything else I have on my social media other than Twitter is private. Um, so it's OnlyFans.com slash JessieTheBuckeye. It's the best way to support my family and myself, keep this roof over our head and everything like that. I've got some content hopefully coming up soon. I'm trying to figure out a day to get some photos done and stuff like that. So should be a lot of fun stuff. But like I said, that's the best way to get into contact with me directly via DMs and all that. Also, I do have a Papa John's pizza code. It's Jesse25JESSI25. That's 25% off your entire order. Papa Bless. I was, and, I was plugging that over the week, by the way. Yes, I know. I saw that. That was so sweet. <laughs> I saw it. Very thoughtful. I used the code yes. myself. So. You did? <laughs> well, I, yes. I, I, did, I didn't this weekend, but I have in the past a few times. Yeah, it's a good code. It's it's a good deal, 25% off. So, yeah, I do have it. It's, a, it's uh, you know, they extended it for another year for me. So I'm, a lot of people must have been using it. So I do appreciate that. But, um, yeah, oh, that's about it for me. And, yeah, I'm happy WrestleMania week. And other than night two being dookie, night one was pretty awesome. Totally agree. Great night one, pretty poor night two, but that'll do it. Uh, thank you all very much for hanging in there with us today. Thank you very much for the super chats, donations, all that good stuff. Very, very much appreciated for myself and for Jesse. And I don't know when we'll be, we'll be back on here next, but I'm guessing probably next Thursday if both of our schedules allow yeah. for it. So, you know, mm-hmm. make sure you're uh, following both of us on Twitter, Fight Talk underscore and Jesse the Buckeye, and make sure you're subscribed right here on YouTube at Jesse Davin's YouTube channel because then you'll know when we're going live because it's a little sporadic sometimes, but we try to try to let people know uh, when we're going live uh, through those, through those means. So I'm about to record an MMA podcast with my buddy jumping John Mosley here in a second for the fight talk podcast feed. So we're going to be starting that in a couple minutes and you know, look out for that if you're a fan of mixed martial arts, but, uh, but yeah, listen to the fightful select weekend or podcast every Sunday, talking a bunch of independent pro wrestling. And uh, there was actually a, there was a three and a half hour and a two hour podcast I did for free on the Fightful feed talking about the previews for the collective and showcase of independence. And then this past Sunday we did a, um, or I did a, uh, a review show of, of everything that happened. This past oh, weekend. So that's, that's perfect timing to get out of here. So yeah. we'll see y'all next time.